2: Welcome to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio. My name is Patrick Conley, in for Chuck Neff. Uh, I do do a bit of work for Relevant Radio in the morning news from time to time, and also grateful to be able to be with you today as Chuck is out. In fact, all this week, I am grateful for the opportunity. So my thanks in advance to Chuck and his producer, Nick, for inviting me in. And I am grateful, too, to be with you on such an important day in the life of the Church. It is the birthday of our Blessed Mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary, who she, in obviously in uh, accordance with her son's will and wishes, do indeed uh, help us out on this road to, well, road to healing, peace, life, joy, and all the wonderful things that the Lord has come to give us. And here on this Spiritual Direction Program, we are delighted to have a great team of spiritual directors who are with us on a daily basis to help you in your journey of faith as well. And let's—we uh, are going to be talking about the Blessed Mother today. But uh, let's first introduce and welcome our spiritual director for today. Back with us here in the Inner Life is Father Boniface Hicks. Father Boniface is a Benedictine monk of Saint Vincent's Abbey and the director of spiritual formation for Saint Vincent Seminary in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. He's also the co-author, along with Father Tom Acklin, of a, a new book which is called Personal Prayer. A Guide for Receiving the Father's Love from Emmaus Road Publishing. Welcome back to The Inner Life, Father Boniface.
3: Thanks, Pat. uh, It's great to be with you.
2: Yeah, good to be with you, too, and I'm glad to be doing the show with you. Before we launch into the topic at hand, celebrating the birthday of Our Lady, uh, just give us a little bit of an overview of what this new book is about, Personal Prayer, A Guide for Receiving the Father's Love.
3: Yeah, thanks for the opportunity for that. It's a... Book that Father Tom Ackland and I wrote to try and make prayer in our Roman Catholic tradition accessible to people in drawing from a lot of personal experience. Father Tom and I have been giving a lot of spiritual direction for a lot of years and have talked with a lot of people, and so we include the real lived experience of prayer from a lot of perspectives and try to make it as uh, experiential as possible. At the same time, delving into the deep tradition of prayer as presented by the doctors of the Church, Carmelites and Benedictines and Passionists, and really drawing from the riches of the Catechism, we describe the kind of the experience of prayer in the first part of the book and the sort of movements of prayer handling God's silence, God's hiddenness, uh, the experience of our own poverty, prayer as relationship, and the way that our, all of our humanity, our feelings and bodies, as well as our minds and hearts, uh, really get brought into prayer. That's the first part of the book. The second part of the book tries to apply that very concretely to different, experience, different aspects of prayer. Um, praying in the Mass, Eucharistic Adoration, Lectio Divina, the Rosary the jesus prayer other devotional prayers really trying to make that concrete experience of prayer through different modes of prayer accessible to people so um yeah just uh, i hope it i hope it really is what it claims to be a guide for receiving the father's love and that mm. uh, i know what we've gotten a, a lot of positive feedback so far a, a wide variety of readers from um simple people to theologians really benefiting from the the kind of very real and and also well-substantiated approach to, uh, to prayer.
2: Mm. Well, whether a simple person or a theologian or anywhere in between, we can all stand to grow in our prayer life and grow in our understanding of and reception of the Father's love. So I'm grateful for the work that you've done there. So thank you for that. Let's uh, turn our attention to our Blessed Mother, uh, and specifically on this, her birthday, celebrating her birthday, September 8th, nine months from the Immaculate Conception, so we celebrate her birthday then. Maybe a few just background pieces about Our Lady. Now, of course, she is the mother of Our Lord. Uh, she's also, I think some t- some people are still a little confused about this, which we often call her the mother of God. Can you just uh, run us through one more time, remind us about uh, her mothership of God and, and what that means in terms of her relationship uh, with God, and also her is, well, we know she's not an equal with God, but yet we call her the Mother of God. What does that mean, Father?
3: The title Mother of God, which uh, was certainly something that had a special focus in the early church as uh, a kind of debated point, really focused on the reality of Jesus Christ. The simple question, is he really God? And was he God from the moment of his conception in the womb of Mary. Was he already God-made flesh, or did he somehow become God later on, or was he even God at all? This title, Mother of God, really has to do with Jesus Christ, and because the Church has received from God this revelation that God, the Word, really did become flesh and dwell among us, that Jesus Christ is true God and true God, true man From the moment of his conception in the womb of Mary, then the mother of Jesus is the mother of God, because Jesus is God. So it's really focusing on that Christological title, and very, very important point. Is it really God who becomes man, or does he send someone who looks like him, or acts like him, or did he get sort of divinized later on? Is he a kind of pseudo-God? All these questions are really critical for the way that we engage our faith. And so the early church, and we profess this in the creed, true God from true God, uh, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. We say this every Sunday at Mass. And if Jesus is really God, then Mary is the mother of God, because Jesus is God. Now, clearly, as you point out, she didn't sort of conceive God who is already pre-existent from all eternity. Mary is a creature created in time, but it's really pointing to the great thing that God has done in entering into time, entering into his own creation and giving himself to us so radically as to become wholly present in the womb of Mary. Then we take as a second look what that means about Mary. I mean, what kind of woman is this that God chooses her to be the one through whom he enters the world? And from that title, Mother of God, we have everything we need to know and and that should be a real place of unity with all Christian believers, because anybody who believes that Jesus Christ is God, which would include all uh, Christian faiths, all Christian denominations, would also believe that Mary is mother of God. And then the woman who was chosen as mother of God receives a lot of grace, receives mm. a a lot from the fact that she bore Christ in her womb and raised him as, as his mother and Uh, And in fact, was sinless enough that there was nothing in her that interfered with his incarnation or interfered with his self-revelation. So we tend to, being sinners and being limited in different ways in our resistance and our lack of trust, we tend to hear a, a bit of the word. But Mary received all of the word. She received the whole word of God. She received the whole son of God in her womb and then was able to give him totally to us. In her, there was no friction, no resistance, no distrust, no interference. She received everything. So it really tells us a lot about God, first of all, but then it also teaches us we, we understand all of her other privileges and titles and the way, reason we look to her also because of that title.
2: Mm. Well. Excellent. uh, Excellent explanation there, Father. Thank you for that. And it's just a testimony to God's goodness to us that he would choose to include his creation, his creatures in the whole work of redemption, of reconciliation of humanity with God. And Mary is such a wonderful, uh, she is such a wonderful example of that. I think on this, her birthday, it would be great to invite our callers to share how Mary has made a difference in your life. We're going to be talking specifically about Mary as mother and Mary as queen So was there a time when you felt Mary's motherhood in your life, when you sensed that she was at work? How did you learn to trust her? I know that that was something... As a convert to the Catholic faith, I needed to do, and that it's something that has, thanks be to God, come a long ways, but still has growth yet to happen as well. But is there a time where Mary's motherhood in your life made a substantial difference when her queenship in your life has contributed to your journey of faith? Give us a call. Join the conversation, 888 914 888-914-914-9. Or send us an email, life at relevantradio.com. We'll be back with more of the Inner Life when Father bon- Boniface Hicks, our spiritual director, right after these messages. Stay with us.
4: This is today's Gospel reading from the New American Bible. Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 through 23. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about, when his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention when, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, Do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. For it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. You can find all the daily readings at relevantradio.com/gospel
2: or tap the prayer tab on the Relevant Radio app.
0: Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life spiritual directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio.
2: Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio. My name is Patrick Conley, and we are with our spiritual director, Father Boniface Hicks. He is our spiritual director for today as we honor the Blessed Virgin Mary and on her birthday. We are so grateful to have that opportunity. And let me just remind you that the Relevant Radio studio line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans is available at relevantradio.com slash forester. All right, Father, well, let me, uh, let me ask you a question, since we're talking about Mary as mother and queen. At Calvary, of course, Jesus gave us his mother to be our mother, as he gave his mother to the beloved disciple. And how does Mary in her maternal role, how does she intercede for us? Well, we
3: can really understand Mary as a mother and uh, it's one of the things that Father Tom and I try to bring out on our in our book, uh, Personal Prayer, that we talked about earlier in the program, that prayer is really relational. Uh, it's not a matter of saying the right words or going through the right motions in order to achieve some kind of result. It's really about relating with a person. And we can relate with God, obviously. We talk about prayer in the proper sense in terms of our relationship with God, but all of those who have been brought up into Him, the saints, Who are in heaven, who are fully alive in the body of Christ, and Mary is preeminent among them. She is the greatest of the saints, and she is even assumed body and soul. She's not just in the body of Christ, she's in her own body, we could say, in heaven. So, how do we relate with Mary? Well, we relate with Mary as a mother. And so coming to her as we would come to the best of mothers. Now, not all of us had the best of mothers. Uh, Hopefully, we have an idea of what the best of mothers would look like, though. One who is tender, who is present, who is caring, one who teaches her children simple things, one who is sensitive to their needs. One who listens attentively and gives her attention to her little ones, one who doesn't look down on her little children when they fall, when they fail, when they're struggling, but reaches out to them with loving care, with motherly care we can relate with Mary in all of those ways and really open our hearts to her and so we come to her as a mother as you pointed out scripturally Jesus entrusts his beloved disciple to his mother we also know theologically when we're baptized we're baptized into the body of Christ and the mother of mm-hmm. Christ is the mother of us and so mm-hmm. in a very clear way she is the mother of the church she's the mother of Christians she is the the mother of the suffering she's the mother of of all of us. And she really cares for us with a motherly care. And so mm-hmm. that's the best way to, to bring uh, ourselves before her and our littleness and our needs. And we can think of her words to the servants at the wedding feast at Cana, as she was sensitive to the needs of the family and they're running out of wine and she interceded for them. And then she told the servants, do whatever he tells you. And she advises us in the same way she sees our needs she brings them to jesus and then she yeah, urges us encourages us to do whatever he tells us and mm. she's she's always there for us in that way so we relate to her as a mother that's uh, the primary thing
2: yeah if you have a story about how mary has related to you as your mother if you have a testimony to give give us a call triple eight nine one four nine one four nine. Let's go to the phones. We have Laura, who's calling in from Austin, Texas. Laura, welcome to The Inner Life.
5: So many stories, but I will just share one. Um, Mary's been such a mother to me, and I was on a spiritual journey as I was having uh, miscarriages. I had two miscarriages, and then I had my son, Luke, and then after Luke, I had... Um, five more. So, um, on the last, my seventh miscarriage, when I was pregnant, I went into the chapel and I had been praying rosaries and growing closer to Mary. And I went into the chapel and just prayed. And I closed my eyes and I envisioned, um, m- me there with Jesus and Mary. And I was kneeling before Jesus. And Mary was stroking my hair, and I remember looking up at her and trying to read her face, saying, Yes, Laura, this is the one, this baby is going to be it, or no, this child is not going to make it to full term. And her face was completely expressionless, and um, I couldn't get a good read. And so at that time, I um, said to Mary and Jesus, I said, if I do lose this one, I think I'm going to lose my faith along with it. So just be careful with me. And, um, and then that week, my husband and I went in for our checkup to hear the heartbeat and there was no heartbeat. Mm. Um, So I was distraught and uh, drove home, but on the way home, I passed the chapel. So I, didn't even think about it, but just pulled into the chapel and um, went in there and cried. And then this peace came over me that um, just I can't describe. And I said to God, okay, one more time. I will try one more time, but that's it. And I'm not doing anything, not tracking my fertility. It's all up to you. And I had, I, at that point, I thought I would already surrendered, but I had to surrender even more and leave it into God's hand, And so I did that, and um, I went and found Our Lady of the Snows and went to do a novena for my family there. And a couple months later, um, in October, that was in July, in October, I became pregnant. And... Um, and had to trust, and it was scary. Um, but I was on the beach praying the rosary on the um, eve of Mary, Mother of God. So it was uh, New Year's Eve, and um, I found a seashell <laughs> that looked like Mary holding baby Jesus, and um, I kept it, and I. Took that as a sign that um, everything's okay, Laura. And then I went to a meeting a month later about Mary. <laughs> and my friend took out a statue that looked just like my seashell, and I took it out and showed everyone. And my good friend Susan gave me that statue immediately. And and I, that statue is in my son's room. That. I carried to full term and it was a healthy baby boy and to this day that statue is in his room. So she's really taking good care of me.
3: Wow, that is so beautiful. You really know Mary as a mother to you. And I love the way that she didn't just give you exactly what you wanted, but she really helped you grow through that first experience and she deepened your trust to open up your hope that there could be another opportunity and then gave you some little signs along the way. Hmm. How did you get to develop such a deep relationship with our lady? Was that really the the critical time or did you have a relationship with her before that?
5: It was through the seven miscarriages um, and really Getting back into my faith, and I was challenged by a spiritual director to say the rosary every day, and I didn't think I could do it, and I did it, and it it was just part of my rhythm of my life, and it still is. And um, I just, I don't know. She's just amazing, and she she it shows herself in so many different ways, and in one way, um, I moved. To um, within Austin and um, found the Shrine of Schoenstatt and actually that Laura
2: is- I'm gonna I, I, if you can stay on the line Laura we need to take a break here just uh, at, the, at the bottom of the hour here but if you can stay on the line we'd love to keep talking with you stay with us on The Inner Life as we talk about Mary as Mother and Queen with Father Boniface
1: Day 1 Holy Mary pray for us the very first title in the Litany of Our Lady is the shortest and perhaps the deepest. It's just two words, Holy Mary, to which the faithful respond, pray for us. Holy is an adjective to describe Our Lady as dedicated to God. A person cannot be holy if they're not a friend of God. And of all the friends God has, Mary is his best friend, but he's also our mother. In Latin, the phrase... Holy Mary is Santa Maria, or Saint Mary, which is the name of many Catholic churches, colleges, universities, hospitals, and parishes in the world, as well as rivers, roads, and mountains. In Spanish, the phrase is Santa Maria, and that was the name of the boat that Christopher Columbus sailed on. We call Mary holy because Mary is full of grace, and grace makes us like Jesus. Holy, holy, holy. There's nothing better in the world than to be in the state of grace. Holy Mary, pray for our church and the nation.
2: Receive these free daily messages by signing up at RelevantRadio.com Novena.
0: Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Inner Life Show or email us relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio.
2: Welcome back to the Inner Life. My name is Patrick Conley along with our producer Nick Schmitz and Lucas Holt taking your phone calls today. We are speaking with Father Boniface, our spiritual director who's a Benedictine monk of St. Vincent's Archabbey and director of spiritual formation for St. Vincent Seminary in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. He's also a programming manager for and host for We Are One Body Catholic Radio in Latrobe, and we are talking about Mary as our mother and queen and we have Laura on the line who is just telling us she's calling in from Austin, Texas just telling us Uh, her journey with our Blessed Mother after having seven miscarriages. So, Laura, remind us again, start again, about how you came to trust Mary as your mother.
5: Um, It was through the journey of the miscarriages and um, being challenged by a spiritual director to pray the rosary every day. And with that, it just became a rhythm for me, and I, I just grew closer. She actually... Um, sought me out in some ways because she was always just showing up. Um, and I had, um, moved in Austin, within Austin, and we were moved closer to the shrine of, um, Our Lady of Schoenstatt. And, um, it is a beautiful place. And I now get to come here as often as I want to, and I volunteer there as well. But the image of her with Jesus is the exact face that I looked at for some encouragement when I was pregnant and had my last um, miscarriage. And I didn't realize I had been coming to Show step for three years. And then I looked at her face. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that is the image that I saw because she's just expressionless and it's beautiful um, but
3: yeah well, I, I've just uh, in the last couple of days spoken with a couple of directees who have had a number of miscarriages and just highlighted again for me what a cross that is it's so painful and, and many women struggle with it and it's very hard to talk about and I just have a feeling that you really gave a lot of women hope today in sharing your story, that Mary really understands, and she's really there for you, you're able to find consolation and and support in that very painful and very isolating experience. Uh, and also, uh, you know, I think it touches on so much in the heart of of motherhood, of femininity, of you know, and and to be able to connect with Our Lady about that is so beautiful.
5: Mm. Yes, and I would just. <laughs> encourage any women out there going through this just to grow closer to Mary and to trust her and really surrender, um, just put it in God's hand. He really does have a plan, and um, I have two sons to prove it, and uh, the my, my one that Mary was carrying in her mantle, um, his name is Joseph Marion, so... Hmm. to honor her through
2: that absolutely it's a tremendous honor thank you laura thank you for calling and thank you for offering our mother this great birthday gift of sharing your story with others we really appreciate it let's go from austin texas where laura was just calling in from to queens new york and cecilia is with us cecilia welcome to the show
6: oh thank you father thank you so much for um taking my call you know i was really hesitating to call because i'm very nervous but i felt the blessed mother wants me to uh, to witness for her so i i call i'm calling in okay so my husband and i have a great devotion to her we went to fatima in 2017 then to lourdes we pray the rosary as a family every day and then on february 12 2019 last year he woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning, got out of bed to use the bathroom. I was awakened, and I I, I heard the toilet flush, but he did not return to the room. Um, I got worried because he did not respond to my call, so I got up and went to check upon on him. I saw him lying on the floor with both eyes wide open, staring at the ceiling. I was so distraught because he looked dead to me. He was not breathing and he was so unresponsive. So I was just wailing, and in my distress, I forgot to pray. And then after about five minutes, I remembered to pray. The first person that I called was Blessed Mother. I said, Blessed Mother, Blessed Mother, pray for my husband, pray for my husband. And then I, I also called unto Jesus. Said, said, Jesus, Jesus, don't take my husband. Please, I need my husband. And it was like suddenly, my husband moved, and I know that he came back to life because the blessed mother prayed for him and and he, so you know the emergency uh, the ambulance came and took him to the hospital you know the, I was really worried that he he could have had a stroke or hurt his head, you know, and um because he was on he's on blood thinners because he has um atrial fibrillation, and that's always one thing that I'm always afraid that he would hit his head and, um, you know, and have a bleed in his brain, and so um, so that was what I was afraid of, so I called my son, thank God my son was uh, in, at home with us and he um, called the ambulance and the ambulance came. We took him to the emergency room, but he was already conscious, fully conscious by then, as if nothing happened. And um, we took him to the emergency room, they examined him, he was perfectly fine, but they accept that he had a flu. You know, they, they uh, did a swab on his uh, throat or nose and uh, they they diagnosed him to have the flu. He was sick for two days already at that time. And um, and they did a CAT scan. Everything was fine, and they um, they just observed him for for several hours and sent him home. And he's been perfectly fine. So I really know that Blessed Mother was the one who prayed for him, and I will never forget that the exact date. And. He, I don't want to remember it because it was just so scary with him staring in this on the ceiling. He, you know, He, whenever he's listening to something, his eyes are always closed. He wants to always meditate, contemplate, whatever. But that night, that early morning, his eyes were fixed and, mm. you know, and they were staring on the ceiling and he was just lying flat on the floor. I, I'm... You know, I know the Blessed Mother wanted me to speak and, and tell, to witness about this. And so, so that's my story.
3: Thank you, Cecilia. Well, you gave Our Lady such a beautiful gift in sharing that story, especially facing your fear of remembering so, that, so vividly that terrifying experience. I, I can't think of anything more painful for a mother than to see her own son and uh, apparently dying or or badly wounded and what terror terrifying experience and how beautiful that you experience the closeness of our lady who did in fact see her son die on the cross knows the heart of a mother came to your aid in such a beautiful way and you really encourage our listeners to turn to her in times of distress when We might be tempted to turn to our own resources or turn to other worldly supports, and you give such a beautiful example of of turning to Our Lady. I'm sure that was a a, a radically altering experience for your relationship with her as well, or did you, have you always had a very strong relationship with Our Lady?
6: Yes, and my husband too.
3: (sighs) Beautiful yeah that I'm you sure pray
2: you're still a, a rosary God every for day. that mm, that you pray a rosary every day what a what a great uh, ongoing daily gift to our mother and thank you for sharing your story with us we've got a lot of great birthday gifts coming to our lady here through the testimonies that you all are giving if you 'd like to get on in the conversation, give us a call triple eight nine one four nine one four nine cecilia thank you so much for sharing your story we can be so grateful for our mothers, our ladies' intercession on behalf of your husband, as you are too. Thank you for inviting us into that. Let's go from Cecilia in Queens. Let's go across the country to Elena, who is calling in from California. Elena, welcome to The Inner Life.
7: Thank you. Um, So I was going through a really rough time with um, one of my children who was a teenager. She's still a teenager, but she's um, better now. Um, but it had been years of struggling with severe depression and anxiety and panic attacks. And so I had, um, it was kind of like when she was going to be 18 years old and it was the the worst year really. Um, but I had started praying the rosary and I was praying it like three times a day, um, before work, on my way to work, you know, on my way home and then some or sometimes in the evenings. Um, so I had been praying it non-stop for about a year and um it happened like early december one morning i i went to work and you know i got to work and i just felt this overwhelming presence like this peace surrounding me and i kind of i knew it was our lady and and so i just kind of quietly at work said like a quick hail mary and i went about my day and then that same day in the evening I went home, I, you know, did everything, dinner, all that, and I went, I was going to get ready for bed, and I was, I went to wash my face and brush my teeth, and, and I went to reach for a towel to dry my face, and at that moment, like, I had that feeling again, this overwhelming presence of Our Lady just surrounding me, and at that moment, I felt like a little touch on my shoulder, on my right shoulder, a little hand, just like, very gently sit on my shoulder. And it was so overwhelming. And I I knew it was Our Lady. And and I felt like she was telling me, it's okay. It's going to be okay. And so, um, you know, that year was a really huge turning point for my daughter that month. Um, And so she's doing a lot better now. Um, There's still some, some struggles here and there. But uh, it was definitely Our Lady, and she was just telling me, you know, it's going to be okay. I, I, I'm listening to you. I, I hear your prayers. I hear your your petitions. So I, that's that's my, my story.
3: Mm, how beautiful. Never had an experience like that before, or since probably, huh? To have such a tangible encounter with Our Lady.
7: Yeah, it, it was amazing and beautiful and i i'll never forget this this happened like two years ago and um i it it was just so beautiful and and i've always um i haven't always prayed the rosary so you know so much but i definitely was you know had increased my Rosaries, and i was just really struggling and praying for a miracle really um because it was the situation was so bad, and you know, as a mom, just to watch one of my children struggle, it it was tough, it was really tough. And but I just kept praying, kept praying, and praying, and praying. And and God does listen, <laughs> it was, you know, it's amazing. And I love
3: to, you know, it's not that our uh, Mary didn't give you answers, she gave you love, and that's really what she was helping you to do also for your children, not necessarily to have answers or solutions. We often get a little bit product-oriented that way, but just her presence and her love was able to give you peace and strength, and that makes all the difference.
7: Absolutely, yes.
2: Elena, great story. Thank you for that. Thank you for your dedication to praying the rosary as well. And thank you for sharing your story of how the how our mother uh, came to you and reassured you, gave you consolation. Again, another great birthday gift for Our Lady. Thank you, Elena, for calling in. Let's stay in California and go next to Anna, who is calling in, uh, also in California. Anna, welcome to The Inner Life.
8: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm a little shy, so I'll try to be quick with my story, but um, I converted to Catholicism a year ago. I was confirmed the night before Easter, and my relationship with the Blessed Mother started um, about a year before I was confirmed. It was one of the worst years I had ever had in my entire life. I had made the decision to convert to Catholicism. And during that time, um, I was working for the probation department, and my mom was dating a guy that was on probation, and I was living with my mother still at the time. And anyway, long story short, um, she ended up choosing her boyfriend over me during that time and pretty much telling me I had to leave. And so I, I kind of found myself in this place where I had nowhere to go, and luckily, um, my dad, since my parents are divorced, he took me in. But he was really mad that I was converting to Catholicism, and he would call me the devil, and all of these horrible things. (laughs) So I remember I had this picture of our Blessed Mother that I got from the Catholic bookstore, and it was the only picture I had of her. I had never prayed to her in my life. I didn't know where to start. And I just remember that even though that year was so awful, I just felt so consoled. I felt so loved. I felt I felt so mothered because I felt like I had lost my mother with that situation. And that tr- that experience truly, I believe, brought me closer to the Blessed Mother because I was just in crisis emotionally. And um, the Blessed Mother answered my prayers. I was able to move out on my own, find peace and security. My relationship with my own mother now is much better. My relationship with my father is better. They both came to my confirmation, which was a beautiful blessing um, so in a nutshell I just wanted to share that that she is so willing to mother you and love you and um, I just I really wanted to honor her today with that because she has been such a gift to my life and the last thing I want to share is that the card that I had of her I gave it to my little sister and it was my favorite picture of her and about six seven months later my godmother for my confirmation, gave me that same card as a gift and i just remember crying thinking oh my gosh lord how did you know that this was my favorite picture (laughs) i felt so blessed so um i just wanted to share that and thank you so much for allowing us to call in today
3: well you shared that so beautifully and you really did honor our lady today on her birthday you don't sound shy at all. You're very articulate in expressing all of that, and you said it beautifully. And I was really touched, especially that your own uh, wound in that situation, that experience of rejection from your mother, that Our Lady would step in as a mother for you in that in that uh, experience, and and she does want to re-mother us. You know, we all have a, a range of experiences with our mothers. But all of us had mothers who were sinners, (laughs) and wherever their shortcomings are, big or small, Our Lady wants to step into those spaces and be a mother for us. And you described that so beautifully, all the way down to the details of providing that image back to you. When you were generous to give it away, Our Lady found a way to get that image back into your hands. She really is a mother who pays attention to even the smallest details. What a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing
2: that. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that We're very grateful that you would call in And share that story, Anna Thank you for being with us The birthday gifts just keep on coming, Father And if you would like to share your story About how the Blessed Virgin Mary Has been a mother in your life How she has been queen in your life Give us a call, 888-914-9149 Let's go from Anna in California Let's go to Kentucky And we have Kara in Kentucky Kara, welcome to The Inner Life
9: Thank you so much, um uh, for hearing my um, call, listening to my call. Um, yes, I would definitely, just the Blessed Mother, I uh, want to honor her today. Um, something that's so, so dear to me is the miracle, that the Blessed Mother. I was pregnant with my second child, and when my third month, I became very sick, and it, uh, it just went on and uh, on for uh, over a month, and then, the fourth month, um, I had pneumonia, and they just had to keep giving me a lot of medications. And I was so scared um, because of the time of the pregnancy um, and her uh, growth. I kept losing weight, and this continued on into my fifth month. And I was just so anxious for the health of my um, child. And um, shortly um, after the, that fifth month, um, I came across a 54-day day novena uh, pamphlet, and I just quickly calculated, oh, wait, I can do 27 in uh, prayer requests and then 27 days of Thanksgiving. I have enough time before my daughter's due, and I was just very elated. So I started that day, and, um, of course, she, it would, I would have had plenty of time before she was due. Um And I continued the novena, and I remember the very last night of the 54-day novena. I finished the novena, and I went to bed, and I was just cheerful. I was like, oh, thank you. I finished the novena, and I went to sleep. And then three hours later, I woke up, and I was in full labor. And the doctors and everybody, you know, we went, and they're saying, no, no, you're way too early. You know, you're not due for another, you know, almost eight weeks. And I said, no, the baby's coming, and she was born and perfectly healthy, and um, yes, (laughs) it's just an absolute miracle, and I just wanted to honor Our Lady for that. Thank you.
3: Mm, Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you for your motherhood. Thank you for your suffering, and thank you for having such a beautiful trust in Our Lady and asking her to come to your help and giving witness to that what a What a beautiful story she really is a, a mother who takes care of those details and she also loves babies and loves to share her motherhood with more mothers so thank you for being a, being a mother like our lady mm.
2: Yes, thank you, Kara. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for adding yet another uh, birthday gift to our lady as we celebrate her birthday today. The maternity, uh, the the nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and Father, I guess just a question I would have with these great calls and and uh, so many people calling in to give testimony of how the Blessed Mother has been so faithful uh, in the, to them and providing consolation, providing miraculous intercession, that sort of thing, but. Want to be careful too that we don't come to see Our Lady or Our Lord for that matter as a sort of cosmic vending machine that we just put in so many rosaries and then we get what we want, right?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, as I've tried to emphasize a couple times earlier in the show too, relationship. You know, as human beings were made in the image and likeness of God who is Himself uh, a, th- a th- a relationship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and His essence, He is love, and so it's really we really develop relationships. Now we do develop relationships around asking for things. We trust each other. We, you know, somebody asked me to do this radio program. We we do ask each other for things, but sure. a relationship allows the room for freedom, and and that's the encounter of two freedoms, and you know, one of our. Uh, one of the stories was about a situation that Our Lady didn't provide. She said, "If if I lose another baby, I don't think I can handle it." And she lost the baby. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's where we see the the encounter of those two freedoms. We don't have control, and it's not about manipulating. We do express our hearts, but then we also open up in trust. And in that particular story, Our Lady then helped her to have hope, and 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 extended that hope to an, another baby, and then you know so so we do experience uh w- it's wonderful to hear the stories as we're hearing today it's nice to hear that it works out sometimes you know and mm-hmm. of course uh there are many listeners who have prayed for things asked for things and their prayer wasn't answered although if we followed that up we'd find they grew in faith they grew in trust the lord came through in a different way you know but that's how we do grow in in freedom and and ultimately even these testimonies are a sign that there is a real gratitude, there's a relationship there. It's not just a matter, you seldom thank, you know, praise the vending machine after the fact. <laughs> we recognize right. the personhood of, of Our Lady, the personhood of God, and the fact that we want to honor them when they were close to us and we experience that closeness, comfort, support, strength in the midst of our own trials.
2: Wonderful. Well, Father Boniface Hicks has been our spiritual director today as we've talked about Mary as mother and queen. Enter into that relationship. Actually, we do have a 54-day Rosary Novena beginning today. You can find out more by going to relevantradio.com. You can sign up there to receive a reminder email each morning with a short daily Novena reflection. You can pray the Rosary on your own, or for 54 days, uh, you can pray with Family Rosary Across America at 7 p.m. Central. Father Boniface, before we let you go, we'd love for you to give us a final blessing, please.
3: Happily. Heavenly Father, through the intercession of Our Lady, pour your grace into the hearts of all of our listeners. Hear their deepest needs and draw them into deeper union with you. May you pour out your blessing upon them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.
2: Amen, Father Boniface Hicks, our spiritual director today, it's been a pleasure having you on the program. Father, God bless you and all the continued work that you do. Again, check out that 54-day Rosary Novena at relevantradio.com. You can stay tuned now. As always, we have the Mass coming up at noon central from the Chapel of the Nativity uh, in Green Bay, Wisconsin we are so grateful that you joined us here on The Inner Life as always we are back tomorrow with more great spiritual direction so be ready with your calls join the conversation and continue to pour out love and testimony to our Lord until then may God bless you richly
1: Day 1 Holy Mary pray for us the very first title in the Litany of Our Lady is the shortest and perhaps the deepest it's just two words Holy Mary to which the faithful respond, pray for us. Holy is an adjective to describe our lady as dedicated to God. A person cannot be holy if they're not a friend of God, and of all the friends God has, Mary is his best friend, but he's also our mother. In Latin, the phrase Holy Mary is Sancta Maria, or Saint Mary, which is the name of many Catholic churches, colleges, universities, hospitals, and parishes in the world, as well as rivers, roads, and mountains. In Spanish, the phrase is Santa Maria, And that was the name of the boat that Christopher Columbus sailed on. We call Mary holy because Mary is full of grace. And grace makes us like Jesus. Holy, holy, holy. There's nothing better in the world than to be in the state of grace. Holy Mary, pray for our church and the nation.
2: Receive these free daily messages by signing up at relevantradio.com slash novena.